podcast. Welcome back, Hackstab Slash. It's your boy, Hacky. This time, we're switching up the order. We've got Waterboy, our man, Stabby. I had to think about that for a second because this is <laughs> completely unorthodox. Down below, and uh, this guy over here, dripping from the pits, is just Justin. Let's go. Let's go. This week, we're doing my pick, and I picked Return of the Living Dead 3. This has got to be one of the most elite love stories ever told in zombie cinematic history. So and if good. you debate that, I will punch you right in the gullet. Uh, whoa. Starting off violent. So Starting off with a banger, dude. And you know what else starts us off? When you push all our buttons. When you when you push hit that all. subscribe. When you go, like, click share, subscribe. give us a high five. You won't you do can, it. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Come hang out with us. Come chat with us. Let us know what's going on and mix it up. We love that shit. But uh, yeah. before we get too crazy, let me ask your expectation ratings on this rewatch, because I know both y'all motherfuckers have seen this movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I love I've watched all these like it's, it's I watch them at least once a year, probably all the Return of the Living Deads. It's, they're just such a staple for me and and horror. Um I'm going to I'm going to give it a nine because, I mean, even if people hate this movie, hate what it, you know, I absolutely love this. Honestly, the this genre is so awesome. All right. Now that Justin has gone peed, reapplied some deodorant and put on his horror fucking button up. What Let's was go. your expectation rating on this rewatch? Um, my expectation rating was probably a 7.8. I'd say I've seen this. I mean, obviously, this was actually on my original list for this month. Because I joke around saying it's the greatest love story I've ever told in cinematic history. But I'm not going to lie, it actually is a really good love story. A uh, very uh, tragic tale of love and zombies and gore. So, uh, yeah, yeah, seven point. Burn a fun fact real quick. Uh, Let's the go. The kid who plays Kurt actually did a ton of homework on Romeo and Juliet, and he thinks that's why he got the part. Wow. Really? Yeah. You know what? Hey, so let's burn another phone. You know what? We hitting you up with fun. You know, hit that you know, right off the I'm bat. Gonna, I got I'm another fun an, fact. I'm gonna burn one more fun fact in front of Justin. This what film was actually shot and filmed in only That's 24 crazy. fucking days, dude. 24 days they made this movie. Insane. Very fun fact. Kind of rude as well, but we're just gonna keep moving <laughs> along. I'm gonna give you another fun fact. Paul I'm Rudd actually auditioned for yes. Paul I Rudd. That, I had that in my fun fact. Actually audition. I did see that too. That's, yeah. That would have been that would have been a little different. Yeah. So, uh, what was your expectation, Sean? And then let's just jump right into this and let's get moving right away with Waterboy. But go ahead, Sean. My, uh, my expectation rating was a seven point five. I'm surprised. I'm the lowest out of you guys. I have not watched this movie in quite some time, but I do remember when like uh, on demand was a thing. This was a staple in my rotation. I would watch it all the time, especially when it would pop up on like AMC or the Sci Fi Channel. I just I loved it. I remember it being very cheesy, but very good for the 90s. So 7.5. And before we jump into this, let's just for anyone watching on YouTube, Sean, just duck out of the way for a second. Just move for a minute. Like, look at that. Yeah, that's kind of oh yeah. He's kind of big. He's still a little yeah. in the picture. But anyway, I'm literally uh, you like yeah, my right bad. I'm sorry. Of it but and... <laughs> for anyone even just listening on Spotify or anywhere out there, if you haven't seen the cover of this movie, just go look at the cover. I mean, she's to die for this badass zombie girl with spikes everywhere. You know, back in the day, you're seeing this cover, you're watching it because it just looks absolute badass. So, I mean, that's the reason oh, yeah. I even watched this back in the day. I saw this one, <laughs> but obviously, everyone loved Return of the Living Dead. But uh, there's obviously this is a bunch of different movies, but this is the third one. And I watched the third one before even the second one, just because, I mean, the most badass cover ever. All right. 
Honestly. She was actually one of my first crushes in horror movies. Yeah. It was the, it I'm was not the even n- afraid to say, yeah, it, it wasn't even like the nudity in this movie. It was just the badassness that she portrayed when she was just trying to, what, what'd she say? She uses the pain to numb the hunger. Mm. Oh. It's the nipple rings. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, take it away, Waterboy. Let's just jump right into this. Let's go. All, all right. right. Put on them nipple clamps and let's go. <laughs> Whoa, calm down, everyone. Calm down. There's a lot. There's a lot of that in this episode. Yeah, please just oh, everyone yeah. just everyone take a deep breath, cold shower. Let's go. Deep breaths, cold showers. Let's go. So we start off with an aerial view of the military base transitioning to some cubes where experimentations being held. We meet Colonel John and Colonel Sinclair, who is Sinclair being from Washington, reviewing John's work, and she has some plans of her own for a steel exoskeleton to control zombies. Switching over to Makeout Rock. We see Julie as a troubled individual as she um she's got a lighter holding it up she's to her like, hand. Yeah, she she's likes like to get burning burned. her hand. <laughs> Two movies in a row. Jennifer's, Jennifer's body. body we just watched spell. Jennifer's body and she's exactly. lighting her tongue on fire. This girl's lighting her hair on fire. What's up with these horror girls and lighters? <laughs> I, I don't know. We also meet John's son Kurt, who stole his dad's card to get into the base as they plan on going to check it out for the big test they're having on the subject. That's because they got to run away from fucking Terminator. They do. It's John. Connor. He's got the bike. He's got the haircut. He's got the flannel shirt. Like everything. He looks like John Connor. Come on, get down. What are you doing? Yeah. Eat my brains if you want to live. <laughs> God. I'm so smart. You can withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christ. God, it's so cool. I bet they're cutting up some animals or something. Back at the base, we see Bane from Batman and Robin before being pumped full of venom. Uh, John and Julie arrive at the secret military base. And for those who don't know, uh, all you have to do is just say that your dad works there and you can just go right through the gate. No problem. Yeah, no, no hesitation, no nothing. They didn't call for clearance. They just no. waved them on through. There wasn't even like a, the security checkpoint didn't even have a gate. No, it's just, <laughs> just a dude. It's like, hey, you're, oh, your dad works here? What's his name? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I, I know Bob. Yeah. Hey, these are all used he's, fucking he's U-Haul trailers that we have, you know, connected to each other, and that's how we're running these experiments. They so use just, these, you know, walk on through. That's fine. They use these for the set of the cube net later on. Um, also, PSA, um, if your debit card doesn't work, just sexually lick the magnet strip in the checkout line, and it should work. Oh, that creeped me out, though. <laughs> I was, you, that gave me an eerie feeling. Could you imagine just doing that in the checkout line? Oh, oh. That's how COVID started. <laughs> right? <laughs> they climb on top of the cubes to go and try and sneak a peek at the tests being done. And we see a crematorium burning up some body parts. Time to pump this baby up with some trioxin. Uh, we got Chunk from the Goonies comes back to life. And uh, since, since Julie was on top, <laughs> since Julie was on top and he's tilting his head back, also, PSA, make sure to draw a bullseye on the forehead just in case you forget where to shoot. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. Did you see the size of that man's like bikini Whoa. room area? Dude, is that, I think that's where the bullseye where they got, you know, the Daredevil movie? It was like a big pocket in the front. Like, I know my man's not that well endowed, but you could easily hide a school backpack in there. Dude, that's a lot of movies. For some reason, they take off the um. For some reason, they take off the zombie's mouth guard, and it's just like, let me put my fingers in there. 
and uh, super surprised when he comes and bites his fingers off and nibbles on that hand a little bit. Uh, picking up Just the scissors, he starts <laughs> picking up the scissors and stabbing the shit out of the guy too. Uh, Doctor Hickox is now dead and already coming back to life, and he takes a nibble out of the other doctor. Uh, bad situation avoided though. Uh, they, you know, got everything contained. Back home, Kurt and Julie getting it on because witnessing the dead coming back to life gets y'all hot and bothered. Uh, is this trash reincarnated or what? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. John comes home and needs to speak with Kurt in his office. Turns out he's getting reassigned and they have to move to Oklahoma City after the failure. Kurt being the rebel he is, he ain't moving. And he takes Julie and goes off on the motorcycle. Julie can't control herself, though, and starts groping Kurt where he loses control after avoiding a truck. And Julie flies off and hits a pole, dying on the spot. Oh, dude, she that hit a, that like a goddamn ragdoll. No splash. That was that crazy. That was, that was crazy. And that dude, that was some really, really good acting right there. Like he really felt sincere, like the crying and, you know, uh, crying over her body, he sees the key card and gets the idea to take her to the base and bring her to life. Once again, enters the base. No problem. Dead girl on his bike. No problem. Right. Um, <laughs> Gets was her in the room and dead girl made before this movie because if it was, they missed a prime opportunity to drop some zombie, right? <laughs> gets gets her in the room and unloads the whole tank of trioxin in there. Julie wakes up and it's almost like nothing happened. Uh, doesn't remember the bike crash or anything. Kurt, not realizing that he released a zombie out of that barrel, we see the grossest zombie yet, which seems to laugh and sound like a turkey as it tries getting Julie and Kurt. <laughs> Pushes uh, Kurt and Julie run to escape and get stopped by an officer, but the zombie takes him out and starts motorboating his neck and head as they escape right into Justin's turn. Oh. Dude, tell me that the practical effects and the way they do the zombie isn't amazing. Yes, it looks cheesy as shit. It looks like a tyrant from the Resident Evil games. <laughs> when that zombie gets pissed off that it's like melded to each other and it He's separates like, that shit. from its skin, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's so good. I love the old effects, man. Oh, same. Nothing, that was one of my notes I wrote on that. Oh, I great will, special effects. I will take the old special effects, cheesy whatnot over CGI any day. Yeah, when and, that thing was like screaming, like you said, and it's like part of its like head like ripped apart and just detached, so gnarly. Just loved it, absolutely loved it. Beautiful, badass. So once again, they uh they escape on the bike and they are out of there. And on the same time, we hear back from the patrol panel that Washington is now on their way. Shit has hit the fan. They are pissed. And as they're leaving on the bike, uh, Julie is like, I am starving. I need. I am so hungry. And he's like, Just chill out for a second. She's like, No, I like need food. So they, they're like, you know what? They're going to go get some late night munchies. So uh, I'm Dude, sure we've all been there. She is fucking furious. And she's all she can say is, I'm starving. I'm yeah. starving. And I know you guys have felt this. Food, when y'all wives have been like, I'm hungry. And you're like, what do you want? And they go, I don't know. But I'm starving. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get bitchier and bitchier and bitchier <laughs> right? until you feed me what I want. And you're like, but I don't I'm know like what you want. And she's like, I don't either. But you need to figure it out. Yeah, they just escaped, and all she can say is, like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. They're, like, on the way to escape. And she's like, I need food. I'm going to go get so, some snowballs. Yeah, so he stops at the local little uh, bodega there, and they go in there, and place is deserted besides, like, four uh, Mexican guys, well, three Mexican guys and a girl. And she is just eating all the snacks. She's grabbing those, just everything. She's ripping them apart and just sitting there on the ground just eating everything. 
And these guys, of course, are all sudden they look at him like, "What the hell? Like you feed this girl? Like what is oh, going on?" Do SA? you like, even feed her, Holmes? Yeah, like what is wrong with her? What is wrong with this girl? Like she is losing her mind. And at the same time, as they a little have bump into each other, just uh, starts to go down. These guys end up starting to rob the store after the store owner is just like, "Yo, you guys got to get out of here! Like what is this girl doing eating here? Why are these guys in my store?" They end up robbing the store. They end up shooting the owner, and then they run outside, they knock their bike down, and as this is happening, they're all kind of pushing around, and um, Julie grabs one of the guy's arm and bites this dude's arm. And now it's just chaos. They now need to escape, because the Mexicans escaped, and they grab the van with the store owner, and the store owner comes out, so they're like, you know what? Hop in the van. Did you see? (laughs) The 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 fucking He comes sprinting out. And he just holds his keys to the window. Like, I know you guys are trying to steal my shit, but if you drop me off at the hospital on the way there, you can have it. Yeah, he's like, can I come too? So at this point. Never mind, I go with them. Yeah, so he so this dude jumps in the back. So they drive away. So now all of a sudden the cops are coming. So now we got a good old chase scene going on here. And now Julie's in the front. And you see her. She is like, like stabbing herself, like cutting herself just for blood and like, like licking herself. And now all of a sudden, the store owner is jumping in the back. The cops are chasing him, and he opens the door and is like waving to the cops. And this dude don't shoot just, me! Yeah, don't shoot! Don't shoot! This dude it's gets okay. shot. In the head. Yeah, it did not go good for him. He is shot in the head. So now Julia jumps in the back, and they end up stopping. And all of a sudden, you hear like they pull down an alleyway, and everything is stopping. Like he hears uh, Kurt's like, "What is the sound?" He turns around. Julia's in the back eating this dude's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Eating this dude's brains. Like, holy shit, this just got real. Like, Kurt is like, what is even happening? Like, what did you do? Is that where they got that comment where they like saying, getting brain? Maybe. Oh, damn. Maybe (laughs) Maybe they all lost this movie, right? (laughs) Exactly. So then at this point, the cops end up coming back. They fly down there and they end up, there's two cops going around. They end up opening the van and they store the store zombie. The guy is now a zombie with his brains on. He is now a zombie and he kills and eats one of them. Dude, and, again with the practical effects, this, this oh, Corona, yeah. dude, he looks like he's got a flat top for the ages. It oh, it's clean cut. Yeah, you, you gotta see his brains and oh, it, it, you have to watch it to believe it. It's the shot transitions though. Like uh, he'll have brains and then he won't have brains in a shot and then he'll have brains. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty gnarly once again. And at the same time now. Uh, the government arrives. They're all pulling in. Um, Kurt's dad arrives. But Kurt and Julie are gone. They are on the run now. Uh, no one knows where they go. So uh, then we see Julie talking to uh, Kurt again. And they get into another fight. And she is just feeling weird and everything and just can't help herself from eating brains. And she's basically like, you know what? You should have just left me dead. They get into a big fight. He uh, loses her. And then they look on the bridge. <laughs> what, what's up? Dude, the way he screams at her and he's like, is that what you want? You want to be dead? Look at you. You're disgusted. And yeah. he like angrily just turns his head away. I was honest to God, I was waiting for him to turn his head away and go, Tonight will be the night that I would fall for you. So, seriously, the most emo thing ever. <laughs> but he doesn't even storm off right. He just no. takes a step to the left and looks away. Looks away. It's like, <laughs> like mom, den- mom denying you of going to the party. Right. Oh, fine, mom. Stops away. Then we get the angry bridge scene. We he finds her on the bridge and she's on the outside of the bridge, like she's gonna jump in. 
And she does. She jumps off the bridge and splashes into the water. And Kurt freaks out. He uh, runs down looking for her. He's in the water now, just trying to find her. Meanwhile, we see he's being followed by some crazy person. And we have a quick quick flashing to the Mexicans driving. And this dude is struggling. The guy in the back is freaking out, like they, holding they his give arm. give zero fucks about him. They're like, oh, we got to yeah. find this chick, oh, man. They yeah. bit my fucking arm, dude. Yeah, like, what is wrong with you? And like, they think maybe rabies is thrown up there. Like, yeah, this bitch bit me. And I don't know, man, rabies or something. And they're just like, we got to go find her. Like, and they know they're like, you know what? The only way out there is through the sewer is to the river. That's the only way out. So they're on the way to the river. And meanwhile, Kurt now is still walking to find her. We see some crazy dude following him. This dude is rambling about crazy shit. I've seen crazy stuff. He is singing. I see <laughs> and, a woman drowned in the lake and she done come up six feet later and yeah. she ate his stomach. Yeah, this dude is just saying no- nonsense. And then once again, uh, he finds her again, and he ends up saving her again. And this crazy dude can't even believe it either. And all of a sudden, uh, the Mexicans find them, and they're parked kind of way, yelling at them. And this crazy dude just like, you know what? Follow me. Follow me into the tunnel. And this guy is just screaming for no reason at all. I absolutely love this guy. <laughs> and then we uh, then we see that the dad is relieved of the duties at the same time as this. So now that new uh, woman, the woman uh, lieutenant is in charge. But they end up following this guy down into the pump room, which is his home. And <laughs> this dude is just screaming at him. He's like telling him, like, you guys got to rest up. I'll watch up. I can help you. Like, what are you guys? What's wrong with her? Just and because I live with the rats doesn't mean I am one. Yeah. And I literally wrote, like, in my notes, like, why is this guy yelling? Like, I absolutely love this guy. And the guy, did you? He's like, you won't find him here. So you guys can rest up. I'll watch up. And they ask him, like, what, what is your name? He's like, I'm the River Man. They call me the River Man. And he's just basically like, I don't know how I can ever repay you, man. And he gives him, like, a coin. Basically, this is whole pump-up speech, how I just circulate this coin and you help someone out, someone else, and just uh, pay it forward. You and, know what? His, uh, I got to say, got? his character reminded me of that that uh, black dude on Total Recall that drove the cab. And he's like, I've got kids, man. I don't know. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you remember that, but it, I've it's never hilarious. seen it. But if he's anything like the Riverman, I absolutely love this character. And uh, it's like we're going to kick it over to Sean now. All right, that uh, that Riverman. My my literal first line of note taking is now that Riverman has given a very Justin S speech. Dude, he reminded me of myself. Like, do I yell, when I get all amped up and stuff and yell? Do I yell like that too, though? Or yes, sometimes. Oh. But okay. the way he was like, uh, I'm going to give you this coin. It's from Mardi Gras. And all you got to do is when you do something nice for a stranger, you give them that coin and you tell them to pay, uh, pay it forward. And as long as this coin is in circulation, he's like, there will be some good in the world. And I was Pretty like, man, that's man. something Justin would say. I actually did. So the, I actually handed, I had uh, these lucky poker chip holders before. And of course they actually were horror themed. But I remember like we had a custodian friend back in the day. I don't even know if you guys are here. I forget his name. I think his name was, I don't remember his name. But anyway, on his last day, I handed that to him and gave him a pump up speech and literally handed him a, uh, I think it was a Jason Voorhees poker chip and gave him some ridiculous pump up speech and just told him to pay it. For, I don't know. That like <laughs> song actually reminded me of that. Like crazy. I think the guy might have his name, but have been Jason, but it's not important. But anyway. <laughs> Everybody's my bloody, oh man! My bloody Valentine came out today. I have muddy bloody flying. 
You have your money, my bloody bloody bloody. Holy hell! I have content saved from bloody bloody. What the? <laughs> I'm I leaving just, this in. I was gonna say I'm what editing just... everything else out, but I'm leaving that in. My bloody buddy, daddy. Bloody holy brain fog. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was perfect. That's gonna what? be content. Oh god, that's awful. All right, hopefully it hopefully it should be all set now. Hopefully. Oh, you sound better. That was yeah, good. You sound better. Yeah, good job. Right, perfect. Oh yeah, perfect. yeah, did it that's right. It, it worked. Yeah! That was good motorboating. Yep, we heard you. All right, edit all this out. That's never happened. Pause. Pause. Oh, oh my dear God. All right, you fellas ready? Let's do this. Right, let's take let's... this home. Yeah. Now that Riverman has given a very Justin-esque speech, we see the Foot Clan has entered the sewers in search of Julie and Kurt. <laughs> Julie lashes out with her brand new lip ring about being so hungry, and she stabs herself in the hand in a very orgasmic fashion. And this escalates into a Julie's Gone Wild, the hobo erotica edition. Yes! Mijo oh, as Kruger and the Foot Clan continue their search as well as Kurt's dad and some, and some other soldiers. Julie adds another lip ring that we never see her put in. And some sweet necklaces and some body jewelry that is quite mm. intriguing. Senor S. Kruger wakes up the Riverman and starts to drown him, trying to find Kurt and Julie in the process. A fight now breaks out, and Kruger has Kurt down on his knees at gunpoint, and he's just screaming at him. Julie shows up now in the most badass final zombie attire we have Bro. ever seen. <laughs> that look right there. Oh my God. That look. Are you okay? What oh, no, I'm just thinking about it. no, you know, Holmes, and he puts the knife away. It's like, I like this bitch. I actually that's what I, I go, this has got to be the most iconic look in the zombie verse I've ever seen. The nipple rings, the spikes on the arms, the shards of glass on the Yo. face. In your as Kruger is even turned on in a very strange way. And he enters the room alone with Julie, heavily insinuating that he's gonna have some intercourse with her. Mogo dies in the background, and we hear Santos scream. Julie comes out holding his head, and she's now fully embraced her killer side as she takes out Felipe with ease and using her needle fingers to slice up Alicia. Mogo comes back to life to finish Alicia off, though, and Santos wakes up as well, and his head and that effect. Right? He's just fully accordioned out of his body with his spine. And he's speaking Spanish. It's perfect. Hola, hombres. So ridiculous. <laughs> so awesome. Ridic ridiculously so awesome. Good. So good. It's beautiful. You know what else is beautiful is Julie. I don't know why, but this zombie is <laughs> you, you like her like it, that too? It, 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 Whoa, I don't know. Calm I, down. I, I, oh. Uh, all right. So now Those the senior Okay, okay. Let's keep it moving. Seven feet tall. Uh Julie tells Kurt when she's hungry, it causes so much pain. But when she eats, the pain usually stops and vice versa. And the pain's not curbing her appetite anymore. So she begs him to tie her up. Santos Ooh. now sticks his head through the boards that they've been trying to use to stop them from bar uh, barricading the pump room. <laughs> I just have to say. <laughs> I just have to say. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're hammering these boards. In the metal. <laughs> like in the metal. Yeah, uh, like, what the fuck? And they're like pre-slotted holes. <laughs> Can we just talk about when Santos puts his head through the boards 
and just turns, he turns into like Earthworm Jim. Do you guys remember him? He just pokes his head through. And, and he really does. Oh my god! I'm here to tell you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah. Can't get rid of this guy. God. He doesn't stop. But oh. obviously, bullets fighting everything doesn't kill these zombies. But Riverman decides. Let me knock out this steam pipe and let me melt them because that's going to smell delicious in these sewers. <laughs> he does it and offers to stay behind and hold up the zombies. Kurt says no. He says, you know, Riverman's got a bum leg. So Riverman takes Julie while Kurt stays behind to give them a head start. Eventually, they break through and they start hunting down Kurt. Kurt finds his way. Like, I don't know what the hell those things were called, but he wiggles in between them and behind They're them. like... Bur- like big burners like or big, like um furnace burners yeah furnace burners yeah yeah so he goes behind there and he narrowly escapes these zombies and he catches up and he sees julie and she got very hungry and figured hobo like a hobo shish kebab was going to be on the menu she takes out river man and just eats it's she up. basically oh. eats his body in half Riverman. Kurt, Kurt's pissed though, because you know uh, him and Riverman that's... bonded over that coin, and uh, he knocks her to her senses, literally with a board across the face. <laughs> and, and she's she like, him... "Why did you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> she she gets like her emotions are out of control, and she's begging him to either kill her or stay with her or something. And he's just a mess, and I feel bad for Kurt because this man is torn yeah. apart. It is awful. But uh, his dad shows up just before Julie can do any damage to Kurt. And she shoots him with those freeze ray bullets or whatever. That thing that looks like a gargoyle when it sees sunlight, it turns it into stone. <laughs> it's, Eventually, a, it's a walker like uh, from the Game of Thrones. This <laughs> Yeah, but J- Julie gets the same fate, but she's in the middle of begging Kurt not to leave her. And Kurt is just a fucking mess. John and Kurt now have a nice father-son moment back at the base. But Kurt is still concerned with Julie. And this base is on such lockdown after all these incidents is breaking out that Kurt just casually walks away from, you know, three high-ranking officials that are in the middle of a conversation. Kurt sees them putting together a man using, like, prosthetics, and this is where the uh, exoskeleton zombie comes in. He stumbles across Julie in the process, and he is absolutely horrified, and she is too. The screaming was the colonel. Sinclair, she was, like, drilling into the river man's head. And that's that's where the screaming came from that drew Kurt to like go see what was going on. But a scientist says Julie's next and she's nothing more than a uh, killing machine powered by meat. Kurt snaps and he tries to break Julie out. And because this base is top notch security, he's able to rip the lock off the cage with his bare hands. One tug. <laughs> one tug, tug, everyone. One tug, one, you know, one, tug, one tug and done. <laughs> In the distraction, the zombies are looking at Kurt breaking Julie out, and they accidentally set Riverman free, and he just starts wreaking fucking havoc. The scientist with the shotgun is also just an absolute terrible shot and deserves everything he got because it's his fault. He didn't put the time in on the range, and he gets got by River Zombie Man. How do you how do you fuck up with a shotgun? I mean, that's got a wide range. Yeah, that, that was it bad. Sprays bullets and Riverman is no more than five <laughs> feet from you. That was that was rough. <laughs> Alarms are now blaring and the canisters are bursting at the seams. Zombies are everywhere, but Kurt pleads with Riverman, who opens the door for them and lets them out. 
Colonel Sinclair pumps Riverman full of buckshots. Not too soon after that, though, she's consumed by the zombies coming out of the canisters as well. John is running around like a madman looking for Kurt's dumbass. And uh, in the process, Kurt gets bit. John is finds Kurt as they run by, and he's like prying open this door with a, a fire extinguisher. And he's begging Kurt to come with him and to leave Julie behind. Kurt says he can't go, and he shows him the bite mark. Kurt now takes off with Julie, and John is forced to leave them behind. They hold hands as they enter the incinerator together in a very fucked up but very loving way of showing how undying yeah. their love for each other was. And we get end credits. What a way to go. Seriously, man. That was like beautiful and touching, but so disturbing in the same way. <laughs> Seriously. That was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. it was Damn. different. <laughs> Yeah. Like if I'm John, I might wait until I'm, I'm I'm like turned and dead, so I don't feel that pain like a human. Yeah, because that I'm you mean Kurt? Sure. No, John. Kurt. Yeah, I keep saying yeah. John because I keep John, thinking of John, Connor. John Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who the, I'm like, did I watch the wrong movie? Yeah. Well, the yeah, dad's man. name is John, so I have John in front of the notes, and every time I see John, I think of John Connor. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. People say that's Get the most tragic. The crematorium. Story. No, it's Kurt and Julie, man. Kurt and Julie. I actually think there was um, there was different names they wanted for this movie because they said that Return of the Living Dead three was too long. And yeah, I Brian Hughes them... did not want it like that. He, yeah. he one of the things he wanted to call it first. They wanted to call it like Mortal Zombie, and yeah. then they wanted to call it uh, literally Kurt and Julie. Kurt wow. and Julie, much like Romeo and Juliet. Yep, I get it. Uh, you guys want to give me your final thoughts and your rating? I would love to. I hope so. All right, cool. So uh, I, I thought this was an extremely fun movie. Uh, I love zombies and the special effects and gore was awesome. It had a love story, so it fits perfect for uh, February love month. But at the same time, like there was actually a lot of deaths. Um, you know, what? I'll burn another fun fact. There was actually 17 deaths in this movie, which is awesome. Very touching love story. Very tragic. Uh, overall, very fun movie. I give it a 7.6 out of 10. 7.6 out of 10. Yeah. Um, like I like I said in the beginning, I absolutely love this movie, the series. I zombies are I fucking love zombies. Um, like Justin said, the special effects, I love that. This like no CGI that give it to me. Um give it to me, baby. Give it to me. <laughs> this movie hits all hits all the right points. I mean, it's it's cheesy, it's it's got funny parts, it's got the love story in there. It's perfect. I, I gave it an 8.2 out of 10. And I, I I usually end up watching this at least once a year. Let's go. Beautiful. I get uh, this movie has elite 90s vibes for me. And much like the 80s for Justin, this is that 90s cheese that I love. The practical effects are amazing. The scores are on point. Even the over-exaggerated trash on the streets and the excess of fog and every chance they get is mint. Right down to the dialogue and the acting and even the hairstyles, it scratches all those nostalgic feels for me. This movie, for me, is an 8.7, mainly because it's a wonderfully told love story in horror, but rewatchability is top-notch. And I absolutely love the fact that the expectation ratings went me as the lowest, Justin as the highest, and no, Waterboy is the highest, and we just basically went in reverse order. Complete reverse. <laughs> Complete reverse. You guys it's got any fun good. facts? I got a couple. God, I have like seven run down, but we burnt. Hold on, let me see if I, I think I said every single. 
Yeah, I deleted him as we went. Yeah, I was gonna say I. You can go ahead. I burnt almost yeah, you all can go mine. Ahead. So makeup artist Tom Rainwan says that Clarence Epperson, the first animated cadaver in the film, was a homeless vagrant who demanded more money, a limousine with escorts, as <laughs> to as. <laughs> He wanted escorts and a limousine and to be treated like royalty as the shot got closer. Did you guys know that? I read that and I I was hoping you brought that up. I actually didn't write that down, but I read that and that's absolutely outrageous. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Shoot your it shot. Like, all right, this okay, homeless okay. man fits the bill and he was like, I want a limousine. I want all green M&Ms and a couple of hookers. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're literally playing a zombie. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. 10 minutes. Right? You have 10 minutes screen time as a zombie. But remember what Wayne Gretzky said. You miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. Shoot exactly. your shot, people. Shoot your shot. Exactly. Circulate so, that coin. Worst thing so, they can say is no. So uh, <laughs> shortly after the film's release, Brian Usna had expressed interest in writing a fourth Return of the Living Dead sequel. It was to have taken place directly after the events in 3, with the zombies somehow having escaped the military base and running amok in L.A. I think oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Like, give you very, like, uh, escape from L.A. type feels if the mm-hmm. zombies broke out. I think that could have been a movie to watch. Yeah, yeah, we're talking, let's just talk about, so um, this is the third of five movies of the Return of the Living Dead series. Um, have you guys, what would you rank this? Have, well, first, have you seen all five? I've seen three. I, yeah, I've seen, one, I've seen three. I think I've seen four, four of them. Well, yeah, yeah, as I say, I, I've seen five of them, and I'll even give you my bonus ranking. So obviously, I mean, Return of the Living Dead is that's number one. That's like one of my favorite movies ever. But I, I'd honestly say that this part three is the second best one. I think it's by far, and my rankings go one, three, five, two, and four. Four was just dear God, but <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, five was pretty stupid too, but it was like a return of the like it was like a rave thing, and yeah, it was like pretty... rave to the grave, right? Yeah, so that was actually it was like stupid fun to seeing everyone at the rave. It was like a new thing. Like four was just kind of generic. I think it was called Necropolis, and yeah. it was shot at the same time as five. They were shot at the same location too, in like Romania and um, near yeah, Chernobyl, actually. But I actually, um, I think I've seen Rave to the Grave. It was fun. It was, yeah. they like, I'm pretty sure like the trioxin too. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it got an almost like they drug use it form as a party too. drug, right? Yeah. So people were like taking this as like a pill as like ecstasy kind of. Oh, and shit. It, it was, it was pretty fun. So uh, that would All be right, my so third ranking. If I haven't seen four, if I would have ranked these, I would go obviously the original is my 1A. Oh, yeah. Three is going to be my 1B. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably go rave to the grave and then two because I wasn't a big fan of two. Two was kind of slow. It had like the kids in it and stuff. It it yeah. just felt a little different. Like it, it's okay, but uh, yeah, it's one and three. Yeah, are superior. yeah, it felt like they dabbled in something and they were like, "Yeah, this doesn't work. Let's go back to what we've been doing." 100%. And they, and they use like. and they use the same cast as the other as yeah. the other one, and it played out perfectly. Yeah. And then my um, last fun fact: I've got uh, John Penny and Brian Usna claim in recent. Uh, Vestron Blu-ray extras that they felt the need to explain why zombies eat brains. The film explains they need neurons because the nervous system is shut down. I think that's a legitimate fact. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I, I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. All right. If you guys don't have anything, we'll wrap this up. Yep, let's wrap this up. And uh, 
next week we got one week left of february love horror and we are doing warm bodies another zombie uh, love warm bodies yeah so uh tune in next week smash all those buttons and come back and uh let's watch warm bodies and talk about warm bodies together all right we out i'm hacky down there that's stabby this guy over here sweating through his shirt like a maniac just justin let's go have the best week ever I met him 15 years ago. I I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Is evil. Sometimes that is better. Two of my men pulled you out of the lake. We thought you were dead too. Do you remember very much? Boy. Is he dead too? Who? The boy, Jason. Destroy time, bitch!